Hey, what's up, guys? I've missed all of you so dearly, but I uh, got an episode for you. This episode is is uh, one that was that was dear to my heart. Uh, I had a great time. Let's get the housekeeping out of the way, the kind of uh, regular stuff. Follow me on Instagram. Um, that's going to be at Average Joe's uh, Podcast, Average Joe's Beer Podcast. Do Joe Bob four one on uh, Untapped uh, to follow me there. See what I'm drinking, and then Twitter as well. Same thing on that. Uh, and then Facebook, you can just do Average Joe's Above Average Beer Podcast and find me that way. Um, this was a episode we recorded, another Brew Day episode. So, Crafted 1979, place I've been working for over a year now. They they are having their second year anniversary. So, we did a couple collaboration beers. The first one uh, was with one of my favorite people. And if you listen to this podcast, probably one of your favorite people. Uh, his episode was one of the best. Uh, Oz from Sour Note. So, Oz agreed to do a sour IPA with us. Um, a little tangerine, little uh, mandarin orange. So, we're calling it Craftwork Orange. Uh, when you see the the can labels, you'll see um, embedded underneath the kind of classic Clockwork Orange style poster looking uh, feel is is my little podcast face. Uh, you guys know the logo, I'm sure, if you're listening to this. Uh, so we're looking forward to that. You're going to see that hitting uh, Craft in 1979 the first week of December. We'll have a whole event around it. Um, be that Wednesday and then that Thursday we'll release the triptych one as well. I'm sorry. Wednesday will be uh, a crazy tap takeover. I'm sorry. That Wednesday is going to be the big tap takeover with, um, revolution. So you'll see seven deep woods on tap. And then, uh, Josh Knoll be in the house writer of, uh, the writer of the, the amazing book, um, barrel aged stouts and selling out we'll have josh deeth in the house the founder of uh, revolution and the, the deep woods mastermind so you'll see vsor vsog um vsod double barrel vsod death by cherries you're gonna see all kinds of crazy stuff on cafe deeth um but then that Thursday, we'll be releasing the Sour Note collab in cans and on draft with some variants of it on draft as well. And then the next day, you'll see the uh, Candy Cane Milkshake IPA we did with Triptych down in Savoy. Unfortunately, we didn't record a podcast that day, but uh, looking forward to those beers. It's going to be a crazy week at Crafted that first week of December, celebrating the anniversary. Uh, we'll have tap takeovers with Riverlands in Phase 3. Um, it, it's going to be a cool week, Barrel Age Nights. Uh, so this one, I got to sit down with basically a bunch of friends, and then Oz, who's become a friend over the last six months or so. So we got to hear from the guys who are opening Brothership Brewing uh, and Ryan Willig, and then we got Matt Grisetta from uh, from Square Roots out in Indiana and Crown Point. So I got to just hang out, sit with my friends, drink, and we brewed a beer. So we recorded it all, had some great conversation. I hope you guys enjoy it as much as we did. <laughs> all right, dude, brew day. It's brew day. And we, it's tradition now at this point to have a brew day pot random podcast while bottle sharing at early in the morning. Uh, Denver breaking things as usual. What is this? Uh, How does this take? No, you're you're fine. Just uh, you know, just live with it. This whole thing. So, uh, hey, all right. <laughs> so we we are live at the at the Sour Note in Hammond, Indiana, with uh with our boy Oz. He's, he's been kind enough to brew us up a collaboration for Crafted 1979's two year anniversary. So to start the day, we're going to be joined by uh, some some cool people like uh, Ryan Willig from. The uh, Brothership Brewing, and I got Mac Rosetta here to my right from uh, Square Roots, the executive chef over there, and uh, you know, the guy that just keeps coming on my podcast, owner, yeah. proprietor of Crafted 1979, Denver Worker. What's up, fellas? What's going on? It's early morning. 
It's oh, a really yeah. morning today. Feel good. Not that bad. You guys all have real jobs. You know what it's like to wake up early, right? Daylight yeah. savings didn't help, though. Daylight, it, it didn't did. hurt us. Did refresh. Refresh. But I like that we took advantage of that hour by, like, starting to drink at 8 this morning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Never too early, man. Yeah, Got to get our fruits and vegetables in. So all, all the beers had fruit, so. Yeah, vitamin C, right? Yeah, no. Yeah, we're we're drinking juice. Drinking we're drinking juice. nothing but juice at this point. So, yeah, we've kind of uh, descended upon Oz's home here at the Sour Note in Hammond while we brew this beer. We're in some downtime. We, uh, we put in a whole shit ton of grain into that uh, modified dairy tank. Got uh, some forearm workouts. Making got, some grits. How, I mean, you guys didn't realize how thick it was going to be, right, when you stuck no. the paddle in? I don't think Oz knew that it was going to be that thick. No. <laughs> he's no, like, well, have you, you done in this yet? No, not this much. When you look at Oz, he's like, you know, he's like small, but he's but he's a little jacked. So you're yeah. like, but then, you're into like, it. then you see a guy like Josh Crane get in there, and you're like, this guy's going to be able to move the mash easy. Nope. Nope. <laughs> he's like just stuck in the mud paddle right there. Yep. Vince, Vince had a little problem with it, too. That's yeah. proof it's technique. It's all technique, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, we're, we're brewing a beer. Uh, it's going to be a sour IPA, correct? Mandarin oranges. Yep. Uh, we are, I don't know, we're about, what, two hours into the actual process starting here. We did some resting. We did some uh, sparging already, I believe. I think he's sparging. Does he already transfer that? Do no. we know? Did we go check? No, he said he's going to let it roll a little bit. It's got to go to the, uh, what's that tank called? What do you call it? The next one? The boil kettle. Well, yeah, but he called it something else. The Warloff. The Warloff. The Warloff. The Vorloff. The Vorloff. Yeah, see. Awesome name. That's what it was. So, I mean, I figured we could sit down. We're, we're enjoying beverages. We brought some beers to share. We've had some Sour Note stuff on tap. And we've uh, blown our minds with that, that bla- blue raspberry goza that he had. was phenomenal. Yeah, yeah, yeah that stuff's that good. Beer. That, that blue color. That I actually enjoyed the Bove Heights. That stuff was Yeah, that that's was That's what I'm currently on That right is now. fantastic. Yeah, that's a nice one. What was that? Mango and something? Mango and... The cans are right behind you. Yeah. Mango and something, but it's delicious. That is good. Yeah, it's been fun to watch the Sour Note kind of develop over the last year and a half, two years. It's like Passion fruit. Went from these, okay, went from these kind of like standard gozas that you would find in 12-ounce can six-packs, and then now he's really starting to blow it out and bring some of his Florida roots into it. Yeah, it was kind of cool talking to Drew uh, here just a few minutes ago, and he was telling us, you know, like he basically let this guy not knowing how to you know knowing if he knows how to brew 100 percent, then just kind of let him run at this place it's awesome yeah it's like to, to see to see that uh drew can pick out talent like that because oz is 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 a whole nother animal it's a real deal at this point yeah i mean and oz told his own story on the podcast you know about not even really he was like a front of house guy for cigar city he he had a passion he wanted to be a sales rep for uh, uh angry chair that was like his goal <laughs> it was I like mean, his goal and now he runs a just look at brewery just look at it we Indiana. had uh, we walked up with uh uh we gave him a blind taste test of the the hanapu and he that was like, the best moment of the day so far. So yeah, cool! Like he so literally impressive. just smells in and goes, "Smells like home." Uh-huh. Smells like home. He narrowed Florida in one half nostril intake, and <laughs> <Yeah>. then, <laughs> and then uh, after a couple of like smells and then a little sip, he was like, he was between Zukoff or Zukoff or Huna, Huna, yeah. Huna, and then he went right to Huna, and yeah. then he said Huna seventeen. Yeah. And as we revealed, it was Huna sixteen. So but, yeah, like just good, to come good that on close. You. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that was pretty impressive. Yeah, that just blew my mind right there. So, it's like watching yeah. a master sammelier like conduct <laughs> mm-hmm. where a wine was br- 
I mean, it was amazing. So, I mean, the whole the whole reason we're here today is to brew the beer. The big thing is next month, Crafted's uh, two-year anniversary. You'll see a couple collaborations coming down the pipeline for that. So, number one in that collaboration series is going to be the Sour Notes. Uh, it's going to be Craftwork Orange, correct? Am I yeah, right yeah. That? So, yeah. it's like Tangerine, Sour IPA. We're going for kind of a Hudson Valley, Holmes. Like yeah, so when the, we sat down, I sat down with Oz. Uh, I pitched a few ideas to him. I, I'm a kind of a nostalgic person. I like to try uh, to kind of bring back my childhood. And uh, I told Oz I would like to do something ecto coolerish, you know, kind yeah. of get some high C orange ecto cooler. And um, I presented the idea. He said, you know, if we're going to do that, he wants to do it right. So we're not going to name it that yet. We're, we're maybe down the line, we'll work on it. But we, this is kind of a. Uh, beginning stages of this beer that you know the end game would be the uh ecto cooler trying to get to that level and figuring out how to mimic that so um right now we're just we're gonna roll with i i I told him i said i'd like to bring i think sour ipa is the next next level of uh ipas you know the sour ipas are are going to take on Coming into this market because I don't think this market really has embraced them yet. You just as don't much. have them. Yeah, just there's nobody really brewing yet. it at that level. There's been a few here and there, and I think that's where you know this market's going to flourish in the next you know be the next boom in this area. You know, we've had the hazy IPA for the last year, but I think the sour IPA is really going to the milkshake, the milkshake, and the pastries and all mm-hmm. that. You know, so it'll be great to see. And I I, I think I, I like. My whole thought process is Oz can take that. He could take that Hudson Valley Homes Brewing, Hidden Springs, Hidden Springs you know, and bring those Berliners and that and that uh, those sour, that sour IPA game. I think he, he he owns it. Like he can bring it. So, yeah, he's a Florida boy through and through. So who else, who better to bring that to this area than a Florida boy? Yeah, yeah, very much so. And now I got to, I wanted to also take advantage of my time I have with, with you guys, too, because Denver and I both, and then Pouch, who's sitting over here, we've all had the opportunity to stop at Square Roots over in, in yep. Crown Point. Like, Fantastic. I never, I never understood, like, how could I get Matt onto the podcast as, like, <laughs> but, like, make it a beer-centric thing? This actually works really well. Yeah, man. So, Matt, you're, you're also a member and a operative over at Crafted 1979, and that's how you and I's paths cross, so... Uh, personally, met met that way, but then that restaurant is a whole nother animal. So oh, thanks, man. Tell us Appreciate a little bit about your spot out there. So we're uh, right in the heart of the historic downtown Crown Point Square, trying to uh, trying to make a splash in that dining scene a little bit. Trying to be a uh, like a craft beer forward gastro pub. Trying to have enough things on the the menu not to scare away the the average Joe. Oh, look there look for you. Look what you did there. Oh, well this guy's a real like professional. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but, real uh, professional. But uh, enough to keep the uh, the adventurous eater engaged too. Uh, on any given day, you can come in, get some get some crazy dishes. Uh, you know, like last time you and uh, you and Pouch stopped over. Okay. Pouch and I went to Indiana to go. <laughs> we went to Griffith to go get our bottles from Justin over at Viking Artisan Ales, and we said, "Well, we got to take advantage of this." trip to this part of indiana and then find our way over to, to crown point and and it was the best decision we made in a long time as as much as i love vikings beer i think the highlight of our day turned out to be a, a giant bone yeah you got the bone <laughs> yeah yeah no uh you messaged me and i was like you guys literally could not have come at a better time just pulling out the uh like whole bone beef short ribs out of the smoker that's like a dinosaur on your yeah. plate literally <laughs> like we call Flintstone. it the bronto rib yeah uh, smoked for 18 hours over Hickory, and I was like, "Joe, you guys, 
could not have planned this any better, <laughs> man. Korean barbecue. Oh, yeah. Kind of like. Korean barbecue, spicy, uh, sweet. That uh, elote. That stuff. Oh, that stuff's God. great. We, Brian oh, and I like started with that. that. We started Just with the elote give me, dip. Give me an IV. Let's go. <laughs> the yeah, elote so dip was, was brought to me by the, the premier hype man in all of beer, Josh Crane. <laughs> Josh, <laughs> Josh, Josh and Maddie were like, you have to get this elote dip and uh yep. they made a great decision on that yeah dude i say that is a dish that just sells beer man that spicy creamy yep sweet corn mix just uh, awesome. and then just like wash it down with uh, some cold suds after each bite oh i think we had we had uh, that mimia colada was on tap when mm-hmm. we were there one of the meme sickles or one of the you know the basic like the orange one was there it was on tap so it's like you got that two by citra like mm-hmm. windmill's a good uh, brewery to put some stock into for you guys yeah we uh, we embrace the relationship with windmill actually denver was the one who uh, actually propagated that relationship at one of the shares yeah. got introduced to steve obviously i see jeremy twice a week oh now. scott you're talking about oh scott scott, yeah. scott. Yeah. My yeah. Bad. Scott. Yeah. scott i always say steve too yeah, yeah. So bad. scott yeah. justin he Mikey. was just at my restaurant yeah. on saturday too. jeremy yeah. yeah shout out to him and his uh his mom's 60th birthday oh, that's over awesome. the weekend yeah. see that's cool that they're, they're using that spot you know your spot to, as that kind of uh celebratory area fantastic i watched i came in there a second time with my wife on the way home from corn maze and i watched like one of the shittiest bears games of all time uh, while yeah. But it made it, it better because it's a massive game. TV. <laughs> now nah, it was a couple. It was the corn maze. So October. It was a bad game. Whatever it was. Brutal. But uh, yeah, that was a brutal game. It was, but it it cheered me up because I got to have some good beer and I got to have the elote dip. I think we had some something else. I don't know. We had some really good good dishes while we were there. And then I I topped it off with that skillet cookie. Oh, that you, skillet cookies. You cool. made you you told Brian and I we needed the pretzel. But it's like a pretzel. Oh, yeah. Dude, it's a uh, it's a pretzel chocolate chunk skillet cookie oh, with God. vanilla ice cream. Wish, like, it was and ridiculous. We top it off with more pretzel salt. Like, I'm glad she'd never crazy. seen that. We'd be there every weekend, oh, dude. It's so crazy. It's a problem, like, man. Yeah. It's just the texture so of it good. Alone. Every single time we bake off some, I always mess up one on purpose just to, like, <laughs> nosh. So, so Matt, I was thinking uh, as we were talking here, I think we need to make sure this beer that we're brewing, since you're a part of this process, that you definitely get in your tap room. So dude, I would we need to cool. talk to it. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be fun. I'd love to see this beer paired with the, the elote dip. Dude, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. We might even make uh, might even make a special dish that, uh, that we put it on special. Awesome. Some type of special... Uh, Ecto cooler inspired <laughs> something or other. Yeah, right. You know, yeah, leave it to me. Nice I'll make it work. Nice. I'll make yeah. it work. Nice. Oh, that would be a nice wing sauce, man. Right. Just yeah. saying. There we go. Perfect. Got you. See, I got it. You guys are watching as ideas are born right mm-hmm. here. The sprockets so, I mean, are like, like I said, this is a great opportunity. So when we do these collabs, like at least what we've started uh, from last year when we did Unane, there was a podcast we did that day. So at Unane and Hubbard's Cave, we totally like descended on the Nelson space. And we were working their canning line. We were graining in. We were we were doing all everything we could do to, to use that space. And we this is no different this year. We Denver told everybody, "Hey, you're welcome to come." And we got well, I don't know what ten people, twelve people here. Like how about representing. Drew's, Drew's reaction when he walked in? Yeah, like, that Drew, was just like Drew Jerry Fox. part two. First of all, Drew like, Fox on his birthday carrying his newborn baby in the baby carrier. Yeah, come on underneath the, the garage sour door. And was like, he walks in. he's like, whoa. What's like, going on? He's like, well, <laughs> I didn't realize there'd be so many of you guys here. Yeah, yeah. yeah but he, he was very excited to have us. Said to come meet him down for lunch afterwards at uh, 18th Street. Yeah. And go hang out with him. But, I mean, th- we always tend to come out, so I like to take advantage of 
that you know we'll talk about the collab we're talking about the anniversary that's that's big news but like it's good to kind of get here from you guys and there's a uh, very few things that are more exciting to me right now than thinking about brothership brewing is like making it's coming it's like it's it's so close I've known you guys for about, I don't know, at least over a year between Kyle and you, and now it's like, it's so close. Landing soon in Mokina. That's crazy. It's so crazy. To think you guys just coming through the door with swing top bottles on a Friday night, tasting out little little cups to everybody who wants to try it, and now you're going to be literally brewing on a 10-barrel system. Yeah, we're we're, um, pretty far through the build-out right now, and... um, just waiting on the permitting and all of the, the stuff we have to do with the TTB and um, Illinois. and we're, we're through the Mokina part. They were great. And we're just working as hard as we can to build out. And then when, when all of the licensing comes through and the permitting, then we're going to start making beer. Yeah, making beer. That's, yeah, that's going to be a that's what we're waiting for. Be a huge day for you guys. Man, we, we have wait. been fans, obviously, since, since day one. Denver was like, you got to meet these guys. There's just a couple of home brewers that come in here. And, like, they make some of the best shit I've ever had. And to think that was like a year and a half ago. And here, here we go now. You're, you're about to open up an actual space in Mokina. Like, you know what the big question everybody always has is, where exactly is it going to be? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's funny you say that, that it, that it surprises you. or um, It's funny. They're like, the gun range? By the gun range? Or is it by the... I love the location. Right by, it's right by uh, the Hickory Creek train station. It's right by Point Blank. It's right by Accelerate. I think there's a lot of stuff going on there. But I mean, when we started brewing, we brewed because we wanted to make beer that was not available in our market. And now we're producing beer and sharing it with people. And there's so much interest that we can't wait to fill that with bigger batches. I mean, you guys, even from when I first met you, you guys weren't like. You had like an Instagram page or something maybe, but you guys built a following pretty quick. Man, you guys started to build followers pretty quick on social media and stuff. And and I have people coming into the shop all the time that are looking at me like, how do I get their beer? Like, like they just, they don't even understand that you're not even open yet. We just fully embraced it from the start. We were loving what we were doing. We still do. Um, I can't wait to get back to brewing right now. Every weekend's pretty soaked up by building out the mm-hmm. space. Um, which looks fantastic so far. Yeah, so, so far yes. it looks great. Awesome. Can't wait to see it. We're going to get a little pr- private Yeah, we, private we have scheduled later. a little private tour after nice. we're done brewing here. But it's amazing to see a uh, blank slate uh, turn into something that looks a lot like a brewery with a tap room tied into it right now. And it's really getting me excited. I can't wait. I think our equipment's going to be hooked up in the next week or two. And then just doing water tests and seeing how all of that is going to function in our space it's going to be amazing i have like a million questions i want to ask you but i want to wait for the brothership brewing episode of the yeah of this, this is just podcast. a sneak peek just this a little just like this, 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 is, this is about sour notes and yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm here getting crafted's anniversary i mean all that are you guys gonna put tom on that podcast Who's Tom? Like I said, this yeah. this podcast <laughs> is about you put Tom on that podcast. <laughs> any any of our guys that want to be on the podcast will be on the podcast. Be well, be they'll be more than welcome. I just want to see Tom everyone is welcome. I don't want to speak for anyone and say that they want to they want to be <laughs> just, on the podcast. I totally best. But if he wants to be, hashtag believe in beer. Yes, that's, that's, that's all. It is. That's all I I'm good right now. So I mean, tell them tell them kind of a little bit about like the the styles that you and Ryan or you and Kyle started to brew and kind of like why. I mean, I know you said I'll give you the the quick elevator speech. Yeah. So we started home brewing because we were 
really actually it starts back to when we were trading beer and I got an extra it was trillium and I poured it into the glass and I was like whoa this beer something is not right with this beer it's very hazy but I traded for it so I'm gonna try it I try it it was the best IPA I've had in a long time and then I wanted to figure out how I could get more so that ended up being not quite easy especially after trillium trillium took off so I was like, well, it's, it's beer. You can homebrew beer, so why can't we homebrew a beer that's like this? So that wasn't quite that easy either. But after a lot of trial, failure, retrying, uh, we made something that we thought was good. We're pretty much our hardest critics, but at that point, we thought we got to a pretty good place. And um, then we, we started tackling other styles. So right now we're really interested in... Um, uh, stouts. We've always been interested in stouts, but now we're getting more into making them, making stouts that we like, uh, 13, 14% stouts with adjuncts and whatnot. And also, we are really embracing the sour IPA um, uh, beer style right now because it's it feels like a natural progression from the New England style IPA. And it's also a nice deviation when you don't want something that's quite as hot forward. You can get something that's also also has a little bit of tartness to it that's complemented by fruit in some occasions or, or other um, adjuncts as well. So I would say our big styles would be number one, New England IPA. Number two would be probably adjuncted stouts. And then number three would be um, sour IPAs as well, along with all of the basics. There's going to be, we already have uh, porters planned out for the open. We have Loggers, hopefully, Pilly, hopefully, Pilly, many, Pilly, many, 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 many loggers. You're a brewer Pilly now. Life. You're such a brewer. Hopefully, Tom's not listening right now. Yes, you're such a brewer, dude. You just brew that pilly, and that's all. That's all we're looking for. Well, everything we've ever tasted from you guys has just been instant bangers, yeah. though. I mean, right. you haven't even come close to not exceeding in the styles that you've tried. That's yeah. what I think is the most exciting. It's been so shocking because I mean, I can't I mean, wait you to get handed homebrew all I the time. I want to see it translate. Yeah. You want to see it translate like to the next level. Like it's we're I can't so wait to picky. See that I because, yes, no, I know I need that. it to translate. Right, or else <laughs> we will we will be working night and day until it does yeah. not translate. Yeah, and, and you know, just having the conversations with you guys and seeing you two work like. You guys are mad scientists, you know, you guys are, you definitely want to make sure it's the highest quality and, and it's fantastic. You know? And we creep we, around Oz. This is yeah. your show too. Yeah. Where are you <laughs> going? You need to Don't go around. Home. He's creeping so he doesn't have to put the headphones on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, and I got an idea for our lager too. We can make it hazy and then we can call it poorly done. <laughs> ah, nice. <laughs> but people would line up for that though. This, yeah. this podcast <laughs> might come out before the breweries open though. So. Yeah. <laughs> Don't steal that. That's that's yeah. patented. That's yeah. patent pending. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, what do you guys just personally like as as people in beer connoisseurs? I mean, like, what what are you guys like level wise? Like Denver. I mean, I know a little bit about you. I mean, how do you feel about like the trading and the out of market stuff versus like what you're getting here? I I'm as far as the trading goes, I'm kind of tired of the secondary. I, I don't really care for secondary. I will trade you something that may be secondary at $300 and I pay 20 bucks for, and I will trade you for your $20 beer, you know, like that. To me, I'm just kind of done with the whole secondary market. Like, I, I just want to ship beer. If I'm going to trade, like, I have friends that ship me homes. I, I send him some, some of my our local stuff, and I try to give him a little bit of taste of what's going on in, in the Midwest here and Chicago. Home, and, homes is so good. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah. And, and um, 
we're happy. It's beer for beer. It's not, it's not all about this secondary. I got this three, $400 beer and I need a three, $400 beer in return. You know, like it's, that's, it, that's exactly aggravating. Exactly why we started homebrewing is because we were racing out to buy beers that we actually wanted to drink and then spending money to ship it to someone else who's trading us beer that they actually want to drink. It, it just didn't so it make makes, sense anymore. Yeah, right. Like, I don't uh, mind like, uh, like, okay, if someone goes and stands in line and gets a beer and it's overvalued, whatever, that's fine. You worked hard to get that beer. I'm willing to trade you, but I'm not, I mean, three, $400, you want a three, you want three $400 worth of beer in return. Like, like I, I worked hard for the beer that I got. Let's just trade it. 20, you know, we both paid $20. We both stood in line for three hours, whatever it is, you know, let's just trade, swap it. You know, probably had you a had, share in I the got time to try of your it. life. I got to try <laughs> exactly. it. You got to try it probably when you picked it up most likely, or you have somebody that's going to be around. You know, like if you're in it to make money, then I don't, I don't agree with it. Like that's that the whole trading point is, it is to share. I mean, that's what that's what I love about this industry is the the ability to bring something in from wherever you got it and just sharing it and being like, hey, try this. This is awesome. That's what I love so much about the craft beer community too. It's it's so share oriented. Uh, I mean, people get into this because they love expanding their horizons and beer. And I haven't met a single person uh, that isn't a, a giver in this industry. Everybody wants to share the experience. It's crazy, right? I know. It's I'm just totally so bleed. awesome. I'm totally on board with that. I always talk. I always make jokes. I think Vince and I talked about this one day, like on a Sunday. It's like if I were to, if I were to see Matt come into the shop and I had like two extra cans of some beer that somebody hooked me up with out of market or something that I know Matt loves this style. So like. And, and I hand him a can. That's nothing. Nobody thinks twice. Nobody blinks about it. So, so we're like, Thank you know, it's no so big much. deal. But if I were to come up to you and be like, hey, man, let me get five bucks. I got to go get a sandwich. You'd be like, get a fucking job, dude. Like, <laughs> like, but exactly but you'd be right. like, you, you have no problem Give me a $20 beer. See you, Jerry. Thank you. <laughs> Got to make sure we take care of Jerry. Yeah, no shit. I, I totally agree with that point. because the, the reason we started homebrewing was because we wanted to make beers that we couldn't get. And the whole reason that we want to go professional is because we see how people appreciate the beers that we make and we share and now i just want we we want to be able to provide those to people in some capacity and we can't we can't do that five gallons at a time has it been weird for you guys like the reception that you get for your beers because i mean um, people like really want to talk to you guys once they have those beers they're like they really want to be like oh my god you made this like you really made this at home is it like awkward have you gotten over that now you're like now it feels good we're so critical that i think my first thought is skepticism it's like you're trying <laughs> yeah. to be nice to me because i'm standing here because yeah because yeah, i'm yeah. standing here and you know that i made this and you want to appreciate the labor that i put into it but i think we're past that now and we can see through that people are truly genuinely appreciative and and, and they enjoy it and i think that's something that really that's what motivates me do you have like do you have like a a catalog in your head of like poker face detectors like we're like this this motherfucker's lying i can tell by the way he's like we he's just saying what he's saying to say it one of our favorite things to do is to have someone try our beer and they don't know that we're actually watching them so there's been many occasions that to me the first time i had their beer yep yeah you didn't tell me no we we love doing that so it's the best way to get an honest reaction and actually see what someone's true thoughts are to say hey here try this try this ipa or try this uh whatever beer we brought and then let's go oh, what is in typically they're already drinking and you're like oh well what do you think of it and or even better have someone else give it to them and get that one person away 
and that's the real that's the real test when you can look at someone from across the room and you just look at them dead in their eyes as they take that first sip and you know what their thoughts are and then you you follow up with them later and you get the, the feedback. I, I would think it would have been pretty cool like where your guys like epiphany of let's do this was had to be at uh when you guys were over here at home with flossmore and you guys were like the crowd favorites you were the first oh, one yeah, to sell out of your or get rid of your beer at that that home brewer competition you might not have won it you know because that's maybe not the style that they were looking for but everybody there so that competition in it. particular like, that had to be the coolest thing ever like we yeah we we got second place behind a pilsner or a very well done pilsner and then totally we were this this is like that that weekend or whatever you guys were at two fest right or you had like two different contests yeah, the, i think the skeleton, skeleton key, key and yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah and we did we did win first place in the the ipa category for that but I think the award that I appreciated the most was at Homewood Flossmore where we won the crowd favorite because that's what means the most to me because we, we do this for the, for the people. The, uh, sharing the beer with people and, and getting their feedback on it is critical to us. So I, I was really ecstatic that we won that. Your guys' story is cool too at this point just because like you're two friends that are doing this. Like you're just buddies that brew together. I mean there's not a ton of stories that start like that. Maybe like a pipe works. If you look at BJ and Garrett, like, but there's not a ton of them. It's usually like one dude or like a, a, a guy that brews and then his investors, the, the, people behind not even him. investors, like a guy that brews and then like buddies that like, you know, Help he out. might train to be assistant right. brewers along the way. But like from what I can tell you and you and Kyle are both work pretty simpatico. I mean, I like, I think you might be more of the numbers and that too. Like, you know, we compliment like each other very well. Writing recipes yeah. in that, like, you know how to kind of maybe structure the grain bill and stuff a little more versus, you know, but physically, you guys are doing the brewing together. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Um, it's, we work together very well. We both complement each other in ways that builds the product to be better than it would be if we were both brewing alone. And it started, we went to college together, and we were talking one day. We we're like, we're both homebrewing. Homebrewing kind of stinks when you do it alone. So let's do it together. And then it just kind of built from there. How many people actually think you guys are brothers? Yeah, that's yeah, a great thing. So yeah. a ton of people. Right? <laughs> got to be asked that every time. We've already kind of said that we might have to put that on the FAQ page that we are not actually blood brothers. Right. Indeed, not brothers. You guys just both look like you can bench like a good amount. So it's like he people can bench way more than yeah. I can. <laughs> he is barrel chested. It's a shame that he's not here today. To, to uh, yeah, that teacher jobs. life makes we it hard to get days of off we during the week. Him more though. Yeah. So Matt, when you're sitting here listening to like Ryan, like Delvin, Ryan Delvin, to like the positive and like this, this like love for it and the passion, like how, how, I mean, you're a beer guy too, but like, you're also, you're a food guy. You're a flavors guy. Yeah. Like you are, yeah, I've listened to you yeah. twist my brain so many times. <laughs> just listening to you talk yeah, what, about. What's your degree? What's the degree that we were talking about? Oh just man, ago? just the, the horticultural yeah, studies, man. Go. Just, it's a lot all over the place. I can't even place. say that word, let alone spell it. So. Oh, dude. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, actually l- listening to Ryan talk about, uh, you know, wanting to create something that he had, trying to recreate those flavors. I mean, that's that's the journey. That's how you know you're, a, you're an Epicurean, you know, a, a flavor seeker across all mediums, whether you're brewing or you're cooking. I think that to seek a flavor, I think that's just the creative mindset to just go out there and do it. Like some people, they... They're builders. They go out there, they build a, an awesome piece of furniture or, you know, just or they paint something that's in their mind. That's, that's just a cool, creative process. And I think that the, uh, you know, the flavor seekers and the, the builders and 
I mean, it's just uh, it's, it's it's a different and kind of. A, I mean, you come up with an idea for a beer, and I mean, what's what's the process? Because I know for me, whenever I taste something, I'm like, oh wow, this would be. How could I make this mine? Or it's exactly. like, oh, if I did this. I would probably have done this. So we, we, we build that Rolodex in our heads of different beers that we enjoy, and we try and take the aspects of the beers that we enjoy and then bring them all together in our own product. So it's not, we're not trying to exactly emulate anything, but we're trying to take traits that we enjoy and produce our own unique product that uh, highlights all of the things that we think are our favorites. That's, that's, uh, I think that's such a cool and universally applicable principle too so whenever i'm creating something in order to make it completely unique uh, i always try to i mean you fuse flavors and you borrow from different styles like the fact that the sour ipa is starting to become more and more prevalent in beer culture i think it's just it's so awesome uh but also i think predictable in a good way it's like i think that there's going to be a lot more cross like hybrid styles i think that's just kind of going to continue to be a trend because that's how food is. I mean, right. I got a question. So, what was your first sour sour IPA? For me, it was um, uh, Zoink from Illuminated. Uh, that that yeah, one. It was Zoinks, just like yeah. just it kind of it was like wow. Like you still get a little hot profile, a little purpley, and you get like a nice you get a nice you know fruit forward you know pungent taste in your mouth. And I'm like, this is this is fantastic. You I know? just got hard. I know you did. <laughs> I use those words just Pungent for you, Joe. Taste in my mouth. Yes. Pungent. Yes. I felt like I channeled Dan for a minute there. Sorry. I think my, my, <laughs> my first that I would say it was probably narrow gauge. I, I haven't had um, a ton, honestly, because they're a lot yeah. of them are out of market. Right. Um, 450 narrow gauge hidden springs you know all the ones we talked about hudson, hudson valley, valley. Yeah. hudson valley is the one that just set me over the top it's yeah hudson like, valley yeah, definitely made a huge a whole another animal for me like like give me more of that like we need that here <laughs> you know why does new york get all the good shit <laughs> other half yes <laughs> and other stuff yeah yeah that was uh that that the, no, the sour lot, IPA is yeah. like I can't, I can't remember the first the first one that I had. I mean, I, I would imagine like just based linearly and like time wise, probably would have been like an illuminated because they were doing them. Uh, yeah, I guess it just depends on done who that was again. doing so them. You know? Yeah, it's uh, but but it's a style that I've really enjoyed and I've seen like Holmes kind of make some really good ones and yeah, it's and such a different hybrid or hybrid of that. Like they 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 do the hazy, the thicker the you know, more fruit, you know. It's very similar to, like, know. like the uh, Gemstone series that 450 does, the Ruby, the Topaz. Yeah, the Ru- yeah the exactly, gem, very know, much so. The, yeah, the Emerald, all that. Eagle Park has done a couple like that, too, you oh, know. Okay. Yeah, yeah, like I don't Eagle Park, had any They've done the ones, yeah. I mean, Sour Note, of course, but, yeah. Well, well I mean, Oz is, Oz yeah, is just starting to fly. Yeah. Oz is just starting to, like, take the reins off and go. I mean, he talked about it, and Drew talked about it with him. Like, Drew, Drew and... Oz came on for a little while uh, during his episode of the podcast, and he kind of just talked about how I'm finally starting to get to like use my visions. Or at first, it was kind of churning out these beers to to can and to get out to the public, and now it's like now I can kind of infuse some some of my background as Florida and some of my passions. Right. It's like Oz is like the opposite of all the brewers that have been on this podcast. Oz is not looking for pilsners and lagers. Oz loves big stouts. Old stouts. He wants stouts. And big, yeah, and which he, he wants to infuse the two. Mm-hmm. Like I was telling him, like we had the the the, the Grand Le Mans number twelve from twenty eighteen. 
that dude that was just i mean like the, the sour creek, stout it was stout, creek, yeah sour. it was like creek <laughs> drinking yeah. it was the creek with the with the with their um base stout that they bl- are barely aged and they blended it all together and it was like it was like drinking chocolate cherries it was so good very complex you know? beer, yeah 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 it's just very i, I was just a wackadoo kind of thing to, to put together and i, I Oz is going to do that. Like he's going to bring that to the market here, and, and and hopefully he can make this area really just fall in love with it because it's a fantastic. That goes right idea. back to what Matt was talking about. That's a fusing of styles right there. Yeah. yeah. Plus, I mean, everybody. I mean, if what he's been doing lately is any indication of what the quality is going to be like, I think he's just going to absolutely slay it. Yeah. Oh, he he's getting that clothing optional. He did that Cheddar King. He did some of that Dragon Aid, and that, that was like kind of the starting point of what he is now. And then Fantasy we saw Mallow Days go. Mallow Days just—that raised a lot of eyebrows. Uh, Above the Heights now, and then uh, and then yeah, before Fantasy, that, nope. the Fantasy Fresh. They're Fantasy yeah. Fresh. That's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What was the one? What were the two that he had on four fifty? Those two were fantastic. The, oh, that, the, those were like little one offers. Note. That was the uh, Note by the Foot. Oh, Note by, the, by foot, the Foot. It. The Big Perp. That was so good. And Fantasy Fresh. The yeah. Big Perp was crazy. Oh, yeah. Like, stop it. Like, yeah. we, we were bugging him a lot at 450 because, you know, we were drunk and having fun, and mm-hmm. he was there. Yeah, jamming. 80-something breweries. Oz was the only one to put a Bluetooth speaker in front of himself and, and just, just dance while, dance. He was, while, he was, while he was pouring yeah. beer yeah. for people. And he just poured for, it was like, so impressive. two, like, hours, just two don't and a half hours, three hours straight, just, like, pouring. We walked dancing. up, and he had Fantasy Fresh on, and we're like, oh, you know, and he had that and maybe one other one, and we're like talking to him. the one that smelled like it smelled like uh like a fruit punch it was yeah. like it was like i don't know we wouldn't talk right. to him and, and he was like he's like hold up i'm gonna change this keg yeah, yeah just yeah, like yeah, pop, just the, pop yeah. the coupler off went into another keg for us he's like i want you to try this note by the foot yeah so he put that on so for good. us before the other one popped and then you know eventually kicked all four of his kegs and like pretty pretty quick for uh, having four uh, six barrels worth of uh, sours there and being around the amount of beer that was available at that festival was bananas yeah yeah, he killed it that day. Yeah, he's getting. I mean, like I said, I think you, you know you guys follow along with that with the brothership. You guys are gonna bring some flavor that is needed in our market. You know, like I, I definitely think the haze craze is 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 in full force, definitely in the in the Midwest, and you know, but you know. I think what you guys are going to bring to the table are a little bit of a variations of it, and it's it's going to be great to see, you know. Yeah, we want every time you come to the tap room there to be something new for you to try, and we, we definitely want to do something similar where we're always experimenting with new beers, new styles, new flavors. Yeah. I think that's important to us too. Hey, Matt, remember that time you were on that hot wing eating show? <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. Did anybody oh else God. watch I that? that. Yeah. I saw that. I actually watched, watched that, yeah. yeah. I was Everyone laughing my ass off. Yeah. Dude, fun fact about that, right? So I was uh, experiencing, I had thrush at the time. Oh, Jesus and, Christ. Uh, had hand, foot, mouth? <laughs> Dude, <laughs> That's no. me. It was coming off the computer. <laughs> the like, ding ooh, it was very. <laughs> so it was, uh, so that was like a, that was like a one million Scoville unit sauce. And uh, I had like I had a really sore throat that day, miraculously cured it too somehow. The next day I was fine. It was just an absolute. I just had to sweat it out, man. Spicy stuff is just it cures all. You had a beautiful face on that day. It oh, was it was just, rosy it was red. So impressive. Sweating. Uh, <laughs> what was? Is I'm it s- local two one nine? Yeah, yeah. Local Actually, I was just on the phone with uh, with. Alan Shout out to them. They, that was a, it. Was a really well produced piece. I mean, uh, it was really cool to watch. You're showcasing the cocktails, the restaurant, your chef, 
one oh, of yeah. the, was it the other guy was he like an ownership piece he's uh, uh he's he was a he's like our bar manager okay he's a he's a super nice guy he could mix a drink faster than anybody i've ever seen in my <laughs> life dude now you guys look like you had a little bit of fun on that along with smoking out your mouths like crazy that was that was a wild one. Was that what was that sauce called? Murder sauce. Murder sauce. Dude, the funny thing so is, if any of them hotheads are listening to this, you might want to try to come ask that secret menu murder sauce. Got uh, we've got double murder sauce now too. Oh, that Jesus. wasn't apparently Why? that wasn't hot Why? enough for some people. <laughs> some people are just crazy. Dude. I want to take us off the rail, Ryan. Are we going to see salsa waters from you? Is that going to be a thing in, in, in at the brothership? Because it's the thing. It seems to be a thing everywhere now. I haven't fully investigated the legality of that. Uh, I think it's for you're the using grain, the yeah. grain alcohol type versus yeah. Yeah, I it might be. A, it might be a it? weird one. I don't know. No, you know, I mean, I know we're, we're so that are doing it. So. We're so focused on actually building out the space that. <laughs> Yeah, right. Yeah. Everything else is the background right now, but... There's no creative juices flowing at this point. It's just, just, let's just get this thing done. I got some ideas. So first 50 people get a blow up uh, alien to carry around for the day. What do you think? We already have some... We have some as long ideas. As it has there, sex there, there's going to be some it. cool things. Better have sex holes. Yeah. You'll have, you'll, I want to uh, see. I want to see the lights outside. I told you. I want to see the lights outside hitting the sky, so everybody knows where the hell you're at and, and oh, sees it right off the bat. The bat signal. Like, yeah. That, I want to see it looking for aliens in the sky. That's that's been an idea for a while. <laughs> I, I think that's a great yeah, Denver, idea. Denver, don't try to take so. credit for that. So I, I know. I know. No, that, that was. I've thrown it at them a few times. I told them I said I think their bar should be lit up from underneath. And just going up like so into the sky and having like you know those lights moving around. You guys should get a bus capacitor, tractor beam. (laughs) Tractor Uh, beam. (laughs) I want all these things at your guys' brewery. Yes, definitely tractor beams. That's (laughs) wonderful idea. Underglow on the bar. What is the operative discount going to be at the brewery? That's, <laughs> that's the real question. That's nice to start off with 150 members. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> the operative membership translates <laughs> yeah. over to brother. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> it's no to-go. That, that'll be a 2020 perk. We'll have, we'll have to talk to Denver about right, that. We'll work that in there. We'll have to yep. work that out in the background. Yep. Actually, that's my, I'm working on that for you guys already. So not just with you, but with other breweries. So. All right. Yeah, let's yeah. talk. Are you going to do a buzz button beer? Yes, that's buzz button. Buzz okay, button beer. You know what? I wanted to bring that up. Yeah, that was that was like that's why I was getting after um, Matt about flavors. Just just talk about oh, some yeah. of the flavors you've exposed us to. Like, oh know, man, <laughs> yeah. As a, as a member of the Hopperative community, Matt has kind of wrecked people's palates. He just yep. sprinkled <laughs> us with some crazy <laughs> shit that nobody knew about. Like so. he brought in buzz buttons. He brought in uh, miracle berries, I believe. Yep. Yep. He made us some sausage. Some sausages. That's what you know. What I may not have the deepest cellar of all the Hopperatives, but you know what though. If I could bring in something that makes people smile and blows some minds, that's a uh, mission accomplished for me, man. But uh, the buzz buttons, that's always fun, dude. Uh, I've been bringing around bags of that stuff all summer, looking like a total drug dealer. Just be like, hey, you guys want to try some soon? Yeah. And everybody's he comes like, in oh, with no. a, a small <laughs> sandwich bag full of green... What it looked like maybe it looked like, like heads a, of dandelions like, yeah, almost. Yeah, so drug, drug dealer right there. Definitely. Like, hey, try he my stuff. Slaps them on the counter. Flips and he's it like, out. No, no. But then he has this elegant explanation for them. I was like, yeah, here's, what's, here's what to expect, Joe. It's going to taste a little bit like grass. And then it's going to wreck your palate. Work for half it's hour. just going to destroy your palate. Yeah, it's just basically going to be like licking a D-cell battery for like <laughs> five minutes maybe. It wasn't. It was like the, it was like the most bizarre pop rock experience yeah. of my life. It was life. like mouthwash. Like, yeah. First, and then you got like, you know, you got some pop rock. But then the next one I had was like, 
punched you in the face and you couldn't breathe for 10 minutes. And yeah, some of them. So they yeah, were all it just made me want to drool. Drool. So drool. Yes. Violent drooling. salivation. It's like so, leaving yeah. the dentist. Mouth. Like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. It is. Well, With pop enough, rocks in your mouth. Yeah. That's, uh, that's what say, the plant is It was a dental called. tool. Right? Yeah, it yeah. was. It's called toothache plant. Uh, oh, and it's, okay. Yeah, it's, uh, people used to give that to, uh, to patients before they did some you know, low tech dental surgery back in the day, we'll call low it. Tech. So, uh, <laughs> but it is a, uh, it is antiseptic naturally. So it's good for you. Clean them shits. But uh, everybody who had one at the, at the bar, which was a lot of people lots. was fine. Except for Abel. Yeah. Abel was yeah. the only I one that had, that. he was actually, <laughs> no, he ran uh, into the bathroom. Dave, I was Dave, there that day. day from low res. I gave it to him oh, and he, he gave it to like his, that. he gave it to his girlfriend and she took it. And I thought we were calling up paramedics. Oh, like she, she was like, there. she was like, Oh my god! Like she couldn't breathe, oh and I was looking god. at her. I'm like, oh, she got one of the bad ones. I'm like, she There's is. No bad, the bad ones? I don't so know. Like the bad ones. ones. It wasn't like bad, but it was just the one of the ones that like take your breath like away. Really? And get she you. did not breathe for a minute and a half. I was seriously like <laughs> oh, really? ready to go. I'm like, oh my god! I just killed our. One okay, of the we, never we, that. we never yes. did that. We never did that ever. That yeah. never happened. Yeah. So here's what you could always say: Fine dining restaurants do this, and people pay money for them (laughs) but uh it it is true what they say though i mean your mouth is hypersensitive to all flavors after you get exposed to that and it's just a fun thing like uh i mean how many people first of all how many beers did you sell after that because people were trying to be like oh "Oh, oh, my god i need i need i need to get that out of my mouth (laughs) because they got no shotgunning it what is happening right now but uh it definitely shines a new light on some of the styles uh that we're serving i mean you I, what we were doing when i brought them in i was like all right i think it was a uh what was it the it was a maplewood sour uh what yeah was it that? was fizzle drizzle fizzle drizzle, fizzle, drizzle that's right drizzle, kiwi, kiwi watermelon exactly so i was like try it before take a buzz button and then try it after is that what we did uh, what, sure what did we do the, the mir- miracle berries with the miracle we did, oh, maybe we did the miracle berries because yeah, you drizzle. brought in the miracle berries which were funny because you were like oh these miracle berries and then you brought them in with just that day and you're like yeah you pulled it out i'm like those that's like children's uh like chewable yeah. cough medicine yeah, what is like that flintstones <laughs> vitamin yeah you just like <laughs> popped it out of like those one of those they look like sudafed or something yeah like you popped the Some, foil off the back of it and then that was an interesting one too yeah that those one does not sweet translate to sour to sour to sweet or something like type thing Thing, but I that just, would be more of a food thing. I love oh, yeah. that you got my my wife. She's works for, for she was working for Hello Top, and she's got all these young. She's a lot older, and she got all these young people working because it's a startup, and they were getting rolling, and they're out on their their Christmas party and their or some sort of party that they're at, and no, it wasn't it was the something during the summer. They're at the Sox game. They're all going out and. She says she pulls out of her purse the bag that you gave me, and <laughs> yeah. she's she's drug like bag. she's like I felt like a drug dealer handing That's, this out to everybody, mm-hmm. and she's like, and the reactions that people got, like she was just like, they were like calling her days later, and like, hey, do you got any more of those That's buzz buttons? Like they're addicted <laughs> to it. You, you know? have to have a strong. Re- it's yeah. always hey, man, a strong you reaction. Got more than buzz buttons. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they are fun, man. And then, uh, and then and then to top it off, like to go back to the low res, like you made us syrup, a, yeah. a syrup out of it, and it like it it, it actually. Yeah, it translated Berlin. because it wasn't it wasn't the you know punch you in the face uh, mango right yeah, mango was, mango yes. buzz buttons so electric kinda, mango yes, but it had yeah. that it had the it had the great qualities that I found in the buzz buttons <laughs> where it had the pop rock feeling it had yeah. the light numbness to it you know super light so, yeah. yeah brothership's gonna need those purees so. yeah, yeah. Dude, I'm not gonna lie <laughs> yeah. I think there's a, that's low hanging fruit for uh, for a cool Berliner or something like that yeah, yeah, yeah right. we'll, we'll have to there'll be some exchange rate we'll on talk. those uh, <laughs> yeah just Berliner I almost feel like Tip your bartenders. Uh, don't we'll charge me we'll for be me. doing some sort of like <laughs> gin fizz with that this upcoming oh, year. Yes. yes. We so. do the uh, 
What I've managed to do is I made it to, uh, so I dabble in cocktails. I I'm, a, I'm kind of like a mixologist by necessity when I need to be. Uh, not that I don't love drinking alcohol, obviously. But uh, I do think that it uh, just pairs really nicely with spirits. Uh, and you can make a really, really effective tincture uh, with that as well. Because uh, that, uh, that cool buzzing vibration, drooling sensation, if you will, uh, can very easily be, uh, be kind of synthesized into a syrup. And I don't see any reason why it wouldn't work in a beer. You just have to have something that uh, masks the grassiness. Why not? Why I like the grassiness. So I like, I like I like vegetable like, give me, stuff give, too, man. Give me give me some uh, like that's the first time I had Daisy Cutter. I always thought it was like the, the grassiness behind it, like that had the, you know, like it was unique. Vegetable. Brought it through. Vegetable is my favorite word to say. Like, give me some pine cones in it or something. Definitely. I think uh, there's just a lot of be- oh, dude, sour IPA with that maybe. Yeah. We're just full circle on sour there IPAs here. Let's do some, let's do some quick house cleaning here and uh, housekeeping, and we'll, uh, we'll bring some people. And then on. we'll uh, we'll go check out uh, what 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 level we're at here with Oz. But before we before we wrap this kind of part up here, um, Denver idea wise, what, what maybe late November we might see this beer in cans and uh, on draft well, over at Crafted. Actually, we just discussed that, and um, we're gonna see it on tap on d- uh, December. December 5th. Thursday, okay. December 5th. I so that'll be kind of part of the anniversary throwdown. Yes, we're going to do the whole week thing, try to get a couple different things. Uh, we'll do the trip the, the next day and then, you know, just kind of kind of uh, do a little bit of fun stuff, you know, have some fun with it. We like we like, uh, we like like celebrating uh, the whole month, you know, or the whole week, you know, in, in one and do multiple events. So if Grisetta wasn't selfieing so hard, I'd right. throw it down to I him. But I'm going to I'm going to shoot it over I to, to Ryan. Selfie. Ryan, I mean, I know you guys are still a lot of moving parts, but but timelines at all at all you want to discuss? Uh, there's there is a lot of moving parts, a lot of variables. But honestly, while we're working through that, I love that Crafted puts oh. these on because we can, we can come out and we can watch people who are already approved do the brewing thing because that's what we're waiting for and. Um, we're, we're going to love when we're able to do that. Pick up some t- tidbits. So yeah, goal, I, goal I, before the end of the year or goal after the end of the year? Um, goal is before the end of the year. Uh, if things shift a little bit, I wouldn't expect anything later than end of January. What's the, what's the actual address over there? 18781 South 90th Avenue. It's a little bit... Uh, it's right by the Hickory Creek train station. It's right by Point Blank, Accelerated, if you know that area. North of 191st, west of uh, 88th. South of 80. Yeah, yeah I-80. South of yep. I-80. Yep. Perfect. Yep. Right there. Just yep. nailed it. As if we, as if we didn't have a East spoiled. Of the if, as if we weren't we spoiled. I mean, you can hit open bottle, crafted, uh, Hailstorm, Hail Sound Growler, 350, Brothership Brewing now. And then, uh, yeah, so Grisetta. I mean, you got to go a little bit further from the from this area to come see you. Oh, but, yeah. Uh, what's, what's the address? What's the, the general area of where, what you're doing? And what do you guys got coming up? So we're, uh, we're at 108 North Main Street, downtown Crown Point. And uh, while we know all these people in, uh, in the Midwest, we don't mind to travel. I mean, we travel for beer, travel for food. We've got, uh, we've got a lot of fun stuff coming up. We've got uh, fall winter menu and full rollout. Got the uh, new cocktail menu coming out too. So, you know, we're always doing some crazy stuff, man. Just follow us on Instagram and Facebook, Square Root CP. Uh, come in, get fed, get some drinks. <laughs> Dude, you can get fed there so easy. <laughs> it's oh, crazy. You can. All right, if you're gonna be on Instagram and Facebook following <laughs> get it, people, get it. <laughs> follow Brothership Brewing. It's Brothership underscore Brewing. 
and Facebook. If you if you just type yeah. Brothership Brewing, you'll find us. And if you listen to this podcast, then you probably follow my Instagram, so you can definitely find me posting about them or, or just go through like my uh, follows because I follow them for sure. Uh, and Square Roots, uh, do you guys have any like uh, specials and stuff weekly, or do you guys do? Oh, that we kind totally of stuff? do. Yeah, Tuesdays, uh, two dollar off tacos, half price margs. Uh, our margs are made from scratch. We actually serve our cocktails on draft, most of them. So it's actually really, really dangerous. Ooh, we're working on it at Crafted. <laughs> oh, Come yeah. on, I'm helping you. Out. We're, we're going. Yeah. We're going later. We're we got make, uh, make our first craft craft cocktail. Yeah, Wednesdays. Wednesdays we've got uh, we've got pizza and a pint. And Thursdays are 75 cent smoked Wait, wings. Pizza in oh, the pint? Pizza and a pint. Oh, I was no, like, pizza, get pizza this. Pizza in a cup? You get a pint? Like pizza in a cup, yes. And a full pizza. Get this $12 oh, for a I'm pizza in. and a pint of beer. I mean, come on. That's not even fair. That's legit. That's and legit. That's if I didn't have good. two jobs. <laughs> All right, let's go. Let's go see where the hell we're at. We should probably help out with this beer, huh? Yeah, probably. Yeah, we we'll come back and maybe we can throw uh, Vince and Josh and maybe some other people on if they want to. Josh in there. All right, let's go. You can talk about the seltzers. <laughs> Thanks, guys. All right, so now now we're actually sitting here with, with the man who's brewing the beer for us. So, Oz, making your triumphant uh, return to the show. I'm brewing the beer with you all. Yes, we're sitting. We <laughs> sat in these exact same spots only so many months ago and became best friends. And uh, <laughs> The Tatizzi guys got, got look ta- really good. They're pretty legit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they're good. They're good. Got to drop trial for those. Yeah, no, that's for sure. Well, you, you kept talking about how you like to be naked all the time. I thought we should get something <laughs> that you could show off when you're getting naked. Uh, so tell us about the beer we're brewing today. So Sour IPA, um, do we want to disclose everything we're doing to it? Yeah, I think so. I think we already kind of talked about the orange and mandarin and you know that kind of thing. Yeah, going with the so, oranges. So get in uh, it. Keeping it citrusy. Uh, oranges, tangerines. Uh, add a little bit of lactose in there just for the... Um, Sorry, I'm trying to watch everything, too. That's all right. Keep um, your eye on him. He's got an army of guys uh, <laughs> zesting the oranges right now. That's right. That's the background right now. Um, and a little bit of lactose just to balance things out. We know that's kind of a big trend with a lot of these beers now. Milkshakes and makes it a little bit more approachable. So I think it'll pull a little bit more people into the sour IPA idea before who haven't had it yet. Yeah, I mean, like, what what are some of the ones that you had in the past? I mean, like, you made you believe in the style a little bit. I don't really remember the names off top, but uh, it's called. It's, they caused me to fall in love with Southern Grist. Oh, dude, they're so good. They're oh yeah, so good right now. They're making some of the best shit out there right now. That Hill series for them has just been money. I mean, I know that's like their Berliner type, I guess. Yeah. They got to make good friends with those guys down at uh, four fifty. Yeah, they were like right on the end of your your little area there. Oh yeah, but none of them had a had a Bluetooth speaker in front of them, nah. rocking beats, <laughs> dropping sours on people. It's all about that good time we uh-huh. talked about. Oswald, you did it. You did it right that day. That note by the foot. Oh my God! Stop it. As you tried it, and then I was like, "Oh man, this reminds me of Fruit by the Foot." <laughs> so when you when you walked in today, and you saw all these dumbasses sitting here, were you like, "What is going?" Like, did you expect to see a bunch of people? I did not descending expect on to you? see this many people, but at the same time, I was like, "Okay, they roll deep." All right, you know, we're trying. <laughs> we travel well. Yeah, we travel well. We're like a Pittsburgh Steelers fans. I don't know, one of those. <laughs> they were like, you know, we travel to all cities for everything. So uh, how about let's talk about let's go to the deep diver into uh, like grain bill and stuff, man. How'd you come up with the, that and the thought process? Of Just trying to keep it basic and clean, like actually let the beer shine a little bit more than the things that we're adding in. That way you still can get the beer. 
and at the same time, you still can pull the oranges and everything out that we want. Trying to keep that IPA style present without losing any of that. So how do you how do you mess with that? Like how do, this style in particular is like not something I know a bunch about on the back on, on the front end of it. So like when you're thinking about the grains and all that on top of it, but like how how do you bring the hops into this? Like how do they play their role? Because I mean most of these are usually dominated by some kind of fruit. You know, lactose is always a thing. You know, all that. So like how do you how do you kind of think about those hops? I thought about an IPA again, honestly, just thinking about the resin that we normally look for in the IPA. And instead of taking that away, I kind of wanted that to shine a little bit more as well. So we are going to be generous with the Vic, uh, Vic Secret, which is a fan favorite right now in a lot of breweries. But the aggressiveness of, uh, uh, the, blah, blah. the aggressiveness of the actual alphalsis in that beer I thought would shine with us acting in that lactose. And then adding in like Pacific Jade and those things to act, actually make those beers pop out a little bit more as far as the citrusy notes that it already adds. So it's going to be a multi-hop multi then, not just Vic? Uh, multi-hop, yes. So, not okay. just Vic. So you said, you said Pacific Jade as well? Pack Jade. Talk, talk about Pack Jade a little bit because that's one that you don't see a lot. I mean, you know, Citrus, Simcoe, Mosaic, Big Secret. Like, these are a galaxy. These are all the hops that everybody knows. I just like to stick with those New Zealand, uh, the New Zealand type style hops. Those that that southern region, it just makes things a little bit more that resonate. Okay. Like it's those things that we all love about those West Coast IPAs, and I do believe it's a forgotten hop. And I just it goes back to that Cigar City thing. We did the beer with well, we eight Cigar City did a collaboration with um, 18th Street. It was the best smell. And they used a lot of that uh, with Pacific Jade. There was uh, lemon drop hops and things like that. And I've just always been a fan of, like I said, the citrus notes that they came off and like the resin. And it just wasn't, man. It you know, wasn't, some hops kinda just, yeah. A lot, of, like, a lot of experimental hops nowadays to me just kind of come off one-dimensional. Not all, but a lot of the experimental hops to me come off one-dimensional currently. I feel like the only one that's kind of kicked up lately is Sabro. Like Sabro, I don't maybe I'm forgetting yeah. one, but that's the only Strata Sabro. They've been like yeah. really hot for the last year or so. They've been seeing that a lot, and Sabro gets a lot of love for like the coconut flavors. They, people say they pull a bunch of coconut off that. You played with Sabro at all lately? I haven't played with Sabro. I kind of get stuck on my hop selection because of on this end here is more about the the size, the the Hollow Blancs and. Uh, the, the, you know the hot melons stuff yeah, like yeah, that yeah. So. stuff that that lends itself to what you're normally doing i mean mm. you, you're in a brewery called the sour note i mean you kind of stick <laughs> inside it. but that hasn't stopped you from like making ipas and having plans to look at like stouts in the future and different things right i mean nah, i like beer yeah. so like i think me pigeonholing myself or pigeonholing sour note would just cripple us in the long run um i won't say cripple us I, that might be the wrong choice of words. More so like just it'll hold us back. Whereas to we can sit here and find a way to cater to multiple crowds. Maybe not so much even in the distro with some of the IPAs. Because the ones that we did almost a year ago, none of those seen distro in the Chicago area. So we gave that to the Indianapolis area. Is that paper paper airplane? Paper planes paper and planes. um the other was Salas. Salas, yeah. So so, I mean, last time I was here just to talk to you, you and I sat down for a couple hours and we talked, but 
like you were just kind of getting started with what you're doing now. Like you had clothing optional out, maybe Cheddar King was in the works. Uh, you done maybe Dragonade at that point, but now it's like we've seen Fantasy Fresh, we've seen Mallow Days, we've seen Above the Heights. Like, are you feel you feel like you're kind of hitting your stride right now? I'm kind of. I don't. It's not the stride I want to hit currently. <laughs> um, don't worry about that. But. Um, we do have to find a balance in the things that we're doing as far as to like I do want to bring back saisons. I want to bring out the grisettes and I don't want to pigeonhole myself either with just putting out those beers although I do love those beers like I say Fantasy Fresh turned that turned out way better than I thought it would <laughs> and I was like alright cool um, I think it's done some areas for improvement in there but um if we can get a lot of more of those one-offs to roll out a little heavier and keep those things rolling on top of putting out these beers that allow the original beer fans to realize that we still do those wild L's and we still do those saisons. So it's just more so a matter of finding the time and, and me getting myself organized enough in my head to make these things <laughs> go through. So when you're talking about that, you're saying like balancing that out by like, maybe like call it almost like a hype release like like a like a trendy release like uh mallow days or something it's like you want to find a balance between getting those out letting those bring the return back in and then using some of those resources to kind of do some more passion projects like more cool ship stuff barrel stuff and punch-ins and wine you know all that so we gotta we're looking to get the cool ship rolling in the next few weeks just looking for the Chicago area weather to remain consistent. So once that happens, I can actually like schedule out a real cool ship day because it's going to be like a day and a half uh, pro- uh, project. Okay. So I'm going to have to really commit more than I normally do to this place. <laughs> what does that mean? You're going to uh, have to commit more than you normally do. Like no you just kind of like this place, but you really want to. I don't know. Just committing as far as sometimes I will take a couple hour nap, get back up and start brewing again. Things like that, whereas to now I'm going to have to sit here and it's a longer, bo- uh, long, longer boil process for the cool ship than sitting outside and making sure that the local assholes don't come by touching like, what I'm we got going on. I'm going to stick my finger in that. Exactly. <laughs> so it's just more so playing security than anything. So I got, we got Josh and Vince over here with us as well. Are you guys wondering what he's talking about? Like watching it? Because like literally he wants to wheel that. It's like a pool you put out, out there. there. You want the kitty splashing <laughs> in it. Yeah, yeah. So like, you want the random yeast to splash in it. Yeah. And, like, Vince, you know, you're a huge home brewer. You've been on the show a bunch of times uh, yeah. here and there and talk, man. Like, what, is it, what does it mean for you to come in, like, a day like this and just kind of be around a more commercial setup? Well, it, it, clearly, it's a, it's a great experience for anyone that, you know, we brew in igloo coolers and uh you know we're fermenting plastic buckets so to, to see a setup like this is is always cool i actually have a question for you Oz. I, you know we we've been sampling some of the beers you have on tap uh, you have a lot of the gozes here and se- several of them are, are clearly kettle sours and we were talking in there you have you know a setup for that but a few of these like you know cherry dreams clearly had bread in it so like how many of the beers are you like doing a more of a traditional sour versus a kettle sour uh currently right now we are Kettle sour heavy, so we talked about this. Uh, I think it was, we talked about this on the podcast last, right? Yeah. So there were a lot of things that were like sour note needed to focus. So coming in and having things that were already taken care of in the past, without somebody sitting there and actually being able to linger on the project, those things kind of like got 
pushed to the side. And then we just to keep things rolling right now. The kettle sours are the things that are moving. Sure. But we got a wild program tour at the back. The fooder right now has a sour saison in it. Nice. Um, I got to go back and blend on that one right now. So yeah, I see your barrels lined up here. I mean, where do you see that going? Do you see, like, expanding your barrel program? Oh, most definitely expanding the barrel program. Like, well, we talked about that last podcast, too. I prefer to work out of wood. But then, honestly, if you look at this, the sales and craft beer right now, Kettle sour was a way up. It's kettle sour was in stouts. Kettles, yeah. Uh, cans. cans. So, put it in cans. And then, put it in yeah. cans. Um, honestly, like, if we did the beers that, I hate to say that we want to do, we do like doing the beers that we do currently because I dream about these beers and I'm actually able to produce them. But good beers that I like from back in the day, Cezanne DuPonts, and, like, the beers that really turned me into a beer fan, yeah. if I'm able to, like, try to mimic some of those things i would like to get that done but honestly bottle sales are down um regular side was down like think about a lot of the breweries that we grew up with that really focused heavy on those things they kind of dialed back off of them and i'm a cater to the people type of person so if i see you want it I got you. But is that a function more of breweries, you know, trying to turn, I mean, your businesses, right? You're trying right. to turn a profit so you could turn a kettle sour around in, a, in two, three weeks versus a traditional lambic or something like that that's going to age for 18 months. I mean, that, that's going to, you know, the carrying costs and everything else for you is, is more. I mean, it, it, is it really the demand for that or is it more the brewery saying, you know what, we make a lot more money on kettle sours than we do on traditionals? It just seems to be a demand. Um, I won't drop their names, but a lot of people back home literally just started dropping off their wild programs because they had bottles sitting in their cooler for over a year. That is a shame. When you say back home, you mean Florida, right? Oh, yeah. Tampa, Just in case yeah, anybody yeah. who didn't listen to the, <laughs> your full episode will make it a standalone. He was able to, you know, he, he's a Florida boy. Yeah, Florida boy. Uh-huh. So just I noticed a lot of those people that focused on doing those wild beers, they don't do it so much anymore. Hmm. And because they see the instant profit, because most beer fans don't go off of what a beer should be. They go off of, well, I shouldn't say most, the recent beer fan goes off of what they, what's approachable. Right. So if you can make an easy approach, I think these things will eventually segue, our, segue us back into what beer was. But right now it's kind of just convincing people that there's other good things outside of Fireball. <laughs> we can go back to get some real whiskey. You know, get some, like just, it's, bring the new money in. Yeah. <laughs> it's the people, I, I like what this does because there are people who would have never tried craft beer that are now trying it because of things like Mallow Days and things like that. Yeah. And I, get, I, I see the comments online. People are like, oh, that's not beer. I get it. I get it. <laughs> but at the same time, I don't... We ferment on our stuff. So it's, it's, it's eyeball beer. But... The, I forget the Belgian brewery. Um, they do the bubble gum beer in the bottles. It's like oh. legit bubble gum. What? Yeah. Wait, wait, which one are you talking about? I forget it. It's um. Mm. Last time I had it was like You're the trap door in Greenville. You're too deep. So. But yeah, a, I don't know that one. It's like. But, but, but I mean, you, you know, we oh, you always hear that bubble gum notes on on these kind of like you know Belgians or sours or lambics things like that. But so, are you? What's your library like right now? I mean. What do you have to pull from? Because you mentioned blending earlier. So oh, just like, blending. I'm going to. What do you got? <laughs> this is my blending into the uh, into the fooder. Mm-hmm. So all I'm gonna do is just how normally we go. Once we extract something out, so I have two punches in the back that we pulled out of the uh, saison. 
um, out of the footer. Those have been sitting in those punchings for a few months now. And then what I'm trying to do now is go back on top of that actual um, footer with more Cezanne. Like Solera style? Mm-hmm. Like, okay. okay. Yeah. Solera, basically. That's, that's the whole idea behind, well, that's what we do with our footer. We basically Solera in and out the whole time. So there's always that existing culture to play off of. So, I mean, how have you kind of handled that? I feel, I feel like when we talked the first time, it was like you're starting to get new freedoms here. Like you're starting to get a little more, the, the reins lifted off to you a little more like, all right, so be see, creative. As the reins lift, the weight gets heavier. Yeah, it gets heavier. Yeah. <laughs> the weights get, yeah, it's, it's, like I said, it's just the most intimidating thing I've ever had to do in my life. Somebody's giving me their baby that they can get anybody from the Midwest that they didn't have to come to Florida and get me for. It's intimidating. Yeah, yeah. When, yeah, he didn't have to go outsource all the way down south. He could have, could have probably found somebody. But for something, he saw something in you, right? I don't know. I, I, I'm still trying to figure still that part to figure out. out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but it looks like you've been having a little fun here. I mean, you've been able to kind of put your stamp on this lately. So, yeah, the, the biggest thing I've preached is I like to have fun. I'm 35, but I'm. I'm fighting for my inner child's custody, as Kanye would say. <laughs> um, I, I really believe in having a good time. And I just remember when craft beer was fun and it was things that dudes did when they got off of work and it was that hobby. And even though they were making a profit off of it, it always came back to we have fun. So I just never want to lose sight of that. I just think that once we lose the fun and everything becomes about that dollar again, then we... We lose what we all fought for. This was supposed to kick the big man in the ass. And we're like, you know, we're having fun down here, doing what we want to do. And we break. <laughs> yeah, we smell them. We smell them loud and clear. <laughs> Look, they're even hand juicing in the picture, pictures what right I, now. What I really want to know, do you, you smell the black cherry? You smell that white claw? <laughs> you smelling them claws, baby? That's oh, from man. Mike Palin. I want to know. There's no laws right there. Uh, yeah, so I mean, like this stuff like this. I mean, obviously for us, I mean, what what makes you say yes to something like this? <laughs> like Denver just bothered you too much. He just he called you too many times, or yeah, like, like I said, I, we sat and talked in the first podcast, and I was like, all right, Joe Bobby's kind of cool. Oh, stop! Um, that was your first mistake. <laughs> it's thick. Oh shit! Um, no, I just that's a hazy IPA. <laughs> They don't have it. It looks here. like one of them. Uh, I just I like the, it's the relationships, honestly. Like, people are being cool, and you invite me into your world, and I don't like when people blow smoke up my ass. I haven't felt like that yet. Yeah, we try not to. So, um, nah, I do just. Do you want us to go over the stuff you suck at? We can do that. Yeah, everything <laughs> has been just okay so far. Just, you'll be my mom at that point. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm joking. <laughs> Well, I mean, because we saw you at Corn Maze, and it was like, for us, we were just like, this was one of our people right here. I know you, I know they're in Indiana, you're in Indiana, but it's like, you're more Chicago than you are Indiana. So for us, we were just proud looking at you. Like, we're like, he's, he's the only guy out of 80 breweries got music. He's the only guy out of 80 breweries bringing these, these like, legitimate sound. Like, there was some, there was some heavy hitters there, I mean, alongside you. Even yeah. places like The Answer didn't even bring any juice with them. They didn't even bring any juice. They just brought a bunch of IPAs and shit and crawlers. Like people don't want to show out anymore. Yeah, and you did the whole thing. As I aim to do so, like I've, I'm actually stealing this from Arcane. How they had the table set behind them, 
and we talked about this earlier yeah. about how no, you and I just discussed this at one point I think but just I, maybe at the cornfield we were talking about it how you set the table back and that it's beautiful it's something I question myself if I, if I should do it but I just noticed like just it's anything when people like what you're doing they kind of want to interact with you more and to be able to make that experience a little bit more personal like People get geeked out to get a high five at at Eddie's Beer Festivals. And I'm just like, all right. That was, it took no effort. And that made somebody's day. Yeah. When Joe got a hug from Sean Burns, he literally cried. So I I 100%, (laughs) I saw it. I mean, that's what I do. Uh, I got all the baseball cards at home, all my favorite brewers (laughs) and trading them. It's a very small group of us. We're very into it. No, I mean, the most important thing we needed to talk about today was the pink dildo that's hanging from the... <laughs> right, 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 it's right by the C-clamps, I think, is where I found it. So I think... Well, I'm, I play a lot, so... <laughs> a lot, a lot. And um, I think maybe somebody from Florida came up here and did it, maybe. <laughs> because it drove I, all the way up. Blame it on the Florida, man. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I used to send boxes back full of dicks <laughs> and... It's just been a thing. Like, my, I had one that had a box full of, like, dick glitter. So, like, when they opened it <laughs> dick up, glitter. just kind of, yeah. You got some dicks on you. But, <laughs> no, I went outside one day. Like, I literally pulled up, and this is when I still had the uh, Malibu. So, I would park on the back end of the building. And as I parked in on the back end of the building, there was nothing but my car. Nothing. So, I had to go back out to the car after I dropped some coriander off. And there was this phallus-shaped object <laughs> hanging from my window. There's no phallus-shaped object. It was a fucking dildo. It <laughs> 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 just basically is. Was that motorized? Was that battery-operated? Or was that just a I limper? I didn't pull go, start. I didn't, <laughs> pull start. I didn't check and see if the balls had any yeah. cookers in there. I, just, I don't know. You found a way to mount it. So. <laughs> that was yeah. the upgrade he did was the power attachment. Yeah, you throw a magnet <laughs> on the bottom of that. Just slap yep. it on the bottom. Yeah. Put that in the pump. <laughs> yeah, that's how we mash in now. That's a, that's <laughs> <laughs> no, I saw the difficulty of breaking up that thick ass mash we had. Yeah, you need some sturdy. Mm-hmm. When I look at Josh, <laughs> I'm like, Josh will be the guy that can put the paddle through this fucking thick ass mash. Nope. nope I was out look. when Vince was even bending you, the thing on. You got to look to the five nine uh, Oz was to, to just get in there and get the, down. This I had to tap life. out. Oh, I, it was crazy. It was so thick. Uh, Denver's hovering. Everybody got quiet. Like, <laughs> What's Dad doing here? <laughs> now, these are the days you're gonna wake up in the morning like, wow, my shoulders are yeah, sore. Dude. Yeah, dude. Are you used to this by now? I mean, or is this a little abnormal for you yeah, today? This is, this is today's I, fairly normal. I, we talking well, well, we talked about this before. I don't want an automated system. I just no. think it's gonna take away the love. Like, it causes me to take the beer that much more personal. You're not saying that anybody that's doing it on an automated system. It's not doing it for the for the love or with love. I just feel like for me, if I had to do it, it would just seem like eh. It just I I get to feel the beer. It's like, do you want to sit here and watch porn or do you want the lady over for real? <laughs> Both. <laughs> Both. Yeah. Kidding. Kidding. That's the dream. Nobody does that. Nobody, Nobody takes that. care of you like you. <laughs> <laughs> Like I just want to go ahead and get this done. Five minutes. She's going to be on it all night. <laughs> Real quick, though, I got to give some love to Jerry. To Jerry, how did you find Jerry? Where did he come from? Uh, Jerry's uh, been with the. the I the wish fam- he was still here. Jerry's been with the family for a while. Jerry's. Okay. Um, Jerry's beyond amazing. I don't. I, I can't say thank you enough. I can't. 
bring him enough beer back off my trips and t-shirts. Dude comes in. He's a bartender first and foremost. But you got a guy that comes in that wants to help fruit if I'm out of town. He wants to know how to pull gravities. He wants to know how to CIP. He wants to get out there and he not tooting my horn reminds me of me when I was a bartender and wanting mm-hmm. to do things in the back of the house to make myself a better bartender. We just we just had a conversation with Drew earlier and he was like looking at you like he reminds me a little bit of me back when I, <laughs> back when I was doing something. The difference is Drew's older than me and Jerry yeah. is too. Jerry's no. older than me too. But he still reminds you of you a little bit. Yeah, because you, you had a background in front of the house right at, at Cigar City. Like you weren't brewing beer at Cigar City. No, I've been, an, I've been a bartender oh God, for a very long time. Yeah, yeah. I would say the age, but I don't know who's really listening. I started back in Florida before I left to uh-huh. go to high school. <laughs> yeah, so. but I mean, you you uh, you appreciate what goes on at the at the front of the bar, and like even when we walked in, it's like you're back there rinsing glasses, ready for sharing stuff. Like, we need yeah, each other. Like you know, they are actually the face. So when I'm not here, Jerry represents what we do. So therefore, if I could take care of Jerry in any kind of way. And make sure that it's not even just about Jerry; it's just the bartenders in, in total. But if we can take care of them, they they go above and beyond, and they do things that I don't have to ask to do. Like the guys, like uh, if you need cake clean this week, I, I'll clean cakes for you. It's saying it's the little things. Like, yes, thank yous. People people really appreciate that, and it makes the rough days a lot easier. <laughs> I mean, it's always good to have some hands back there. and Somebody who can drive a forklift. Somebody who can oh, yeah. carry a bag. You know, whatever it is. Like, something. And I know we've talked about, about your hours. I mean, you used to keep, like, brewing at 2 a.m. Whatever it was for you that made you feel more comfortable. So Yeah, just makes the day go a little easier when you get here bright and early in the morning. Um, not bright and early, but, like. <laughs> it's not even bright by that time. Because <laughs> I just feel like when I start coming in at, like, Eight, nine, ten, eleven. I don't want to work at that point. It's like you know what? I've already wasted my day. <laughs> I work. I'm, I've always been a night owl. I prefer to work at night. I get I get shit done at night. Just haven't been getting as naked as usual in the Florida nice. days. I've been yeah. rather clothed. Illinois keeps you clothed. It's too cold yeah. out here. I got real boost this year and everything. So. <laughs> you got some easy boosts. <laughs> no, just, I got some oh, Kohans. So, okay, I got some Kohan <laughs> boosts. All right. So uh, when you, what's next? What do we got to do to this beer next? Right now, what stage are we in? So um, I would say we are zesting, but they're zesting oranges. They're zesting, but it smells good. We get to benefit off that. Yeah, we're going to use everything but the, uh, the, little, the white flesh in the middle. We're going to get all those juiced, and then uh, we're going to drop that juice in and drop that pH on that sour IPA we got going on. You want you want to get kind of slightly technical on the on like what what why dropping that or the juice in there changes pH? What does pH mean for a beer? So pH is and just for most people refers to how tart the beer is going to be. Um, they say you can't taste pH, but I believe you can. Uh, so basically, you just want to get this beer to be a little bit more sour, a little bit more tart. So we'll add it in right now. That way, once we add in our souring agents, uh, yeast is going to like drop everything down the way we need it to be. It just makes that yeast work a little, uh, a little less, uh, a lot less. So lowering the pH gives the yeast a little bit, makes it easier to break down, or is it makes it? Because lactobacillus is typically what we sour out with. So if we, the lactobacillus finds a way to lag out sometimes, 
So by assisting it, which lactobacillus is the um, yeast that we use to actually drop the pH as well. So it lowers it from a more of a the beer that we're used to talk, um, drink, uh, drinking, those uh, earthier, more. Uh, oh, don't drop it. Sorry, don't, <laughs> don't drop it. Um, more of those uh, beers that we're used to, it changes it and gives it that more of that citrusy, lactic type quality. So, so yeah. So it gives you more of that perceived sourness mm-hmm. for the consumer when, when the pH is lower versus when it's higher? When it's lower, okay. yes. So when it's higher, it's not, you don't get as much as, uh, you don't catch. The tartness. So then we talked about the mandarin tangerine type type beer. This is so uh, we talked about this off mic, but we're gonna we're gonna do this. We're juicing them, we're zesting. But then you said, uh, at what point were you gonna add? Uh, at what point in the fermentation or post fermentation are you adding uh, tangerine? Was it tangerine we were talking about? Tangerine will be near the tail end. Near the, t- near the tail end. You're trying end. to keep it quiet. You're trying to wink, yeah. wink it. Just, all right, keep yeah. it to yourself. Keep it to yourself. I feel like this is another one of his Floridian secrets. He's not willing yeah, to dispose to us. It's there. just been a lot of trial and error. So, like, just I do call the angry chairs and everybody for answers, but I just figured out in certain ways that no matter what, even if we do exactly what they say, it's going to turn out different. It's always different. Yeah, it's like... It's equipment, it's water, it's time, it's temperature, it's mm-hmm. all that. Yeah. But I just... If everybody goes that route, like, not knocking them, everybody's trying to be 450 now. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of other breweries out there that is trying to go, like, with the heavy, heavy, like, lingering fruit. We, we play with it, too. But we don't go the 450 method of getting that done. So I just figure, like, it's... It's easy, it's, it's, it'll make it easier for us to keep our identity. And on a personal note, you're going back to Florida soon. You're gonna go. Yeah, I get to go home. Um, I haven't see seen grandma. I haven't seen her in two and a half years, and I don't. I don't want to get cut. So. <laughs> you don't want to get cut. Nah. <laughs> Grandma's old, but she's she she's still formidable. She's still formidable. A little bit of that island in there, and <laughs> they say Native American and all, but I don't know what she really is. I just know. I don't want to get cut. <laughs> so, so what are you gonna do while you're out there? Um, I'm gonna disappear. I'm going to find a way to fall off the radar for five days. Except for I am running down to uh, civil society's anniversary, and I'm gonna hang out with those guys. Nice. Um, yeah, we got to meet them last year while we were at Wakefest. We we stopped at Civil the day before, and they were really cool. They were canning something up. They were doing uh, Interbrook. Interbrook. Yeah, Interbrook was, was there. Was doing yeah, a yeah. collaboration with them, so out of New York. Oh, you Ryan. Oh, this is oh, Eric. This J. is another Eric member. Eric J. and uh, okay. Ryan. Cool, These cool. Fellas. Yeah, they're 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 customers. All right, gotcha, gotcha. They were um, eating over at 18th Street. We saw. <laughs> just have, um, heading home. Like I said, just going. Want to go immerse myself back into the people that have always treated me the same way. And yeah, it's just trying to go get a re, uh, either F5 moment. Will there be will there be Instagram stories with that? Or are you going to go completely be, off the grid? There will be some Instagram, be Instagram stories, stories, but I've called myself dialing back on my Instagram stories. Well, that's a shame. 
I literally just followed you today. Now I'm getting nothing. <laughs> Find an at craft beer little black guy. He will he will give you some good stories. Jo- Josh will be the first one to like everything, just so you know. Well, so the, the real deal is the more juice you get in my system, I don't really have any restraint. <laughs> so that that comes out of me eventually anyways. Hey, hey uh, when are we releasing? December 5th? Make sure we uh, we oil them up real nice. So the, <laughs> oh, you'll just, just, keep, just keep your Snapchats away. Snapchats. Keep the snaps in the chats away. Those disappear, though. Those disappear. Yeah. You don't want the ones that stay forever. That's the ones you're scared of. Snapchat stays that, forever, too. What's the spot you told me about? The, the Mermaid? Was that the, the place you go to? Mermaid Tavern. You're going to visit while you're home? I Definitely. Mermaid Tavern and the Stein and Vine are like my two go-tos. I will probably sit in Stein and Vine from open to close every day I'm there. <laughs> What else are you gonna do? Nothing. I'm literally <laughs> trying to fall off the like the literally hanging out a Steiner. Fall off the radar and the bar stool. What kind yeah. of beers do you drink while you're disappearing? Stouts. Just smashing stouts. Open the clothes. Murder stouts. <laughs> um, I'm a stout junkie. Like, and I do the IPAs and things like that along those lines. But I, if I'm hanging out and I'm chilling, it pairs well with my lifestyle. Stouts do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, they say grab a cigar and stout. Steiner Vine, like what what kind of stouts would you see on it? Steiner Vine. Steiner Vine, um, they do oh, a little bit of everything. Double Barrel Lanata just sitting out there? <laughs> um, he was a, he, he has a heavy Wakefield plug. Okay. So he is one of the guys who invested in Wakefield originally, and he was getting bottles of stuff that before I even knew what John was officially. And he would bring me like the Master Blasters, the Miami Madness before they all blew oh, up. Miami so, Madness. yeah. Um, Stein and Vine is just a dope spot, honestly. Like, even beyond just like the real fancy beers, dude just keeps a really good selection going on. But what they know me for most is I drink a lot of episode 13. Wait, what's episode 13? Episode 13 Why is the bourbon barrel aged mead from uh, Big Nectar. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's it for you, huh? That's my deal. Brad's a Florida boy, too. He yeah. just lives in Detroit. Okay. <laughs> oh, shit. He's from Deerfield Beach. All right, so how are we finishing this day out? So uh, we got to hop the beer now. Um, we should be close to boil now. And then once the beer is hopped and everything settles out, we're going to add in this um, juice they're making over here from the oranges yeah. that we got going they're on. are working hard over there. Yeah. That's the hardest I've ever seen Dan work. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> no doubt. So we'll get that all added in, and we should uh, actually it'll probably start smelling a lot more like breakfast in here. Yeah. And then um, what I'll do is uh, we're going to find a way to repurpose those orange peels today. Okay. So What's that look like? Uh, I'm going to put them in a mesh bag, and we're going to use them for uh, aromatics in the beer. Float them. Just float them in like a muslin type thing? Oh, okay. yeah. Okay. It's kind of um, something I... I learned by making, well, I was talking with Magnanimous Brewing, and we did that with that beer they had. So we. Yeah, we need to get them out of it. We need to stop them from throwing in the garbage can then. Oh. <laughs> Don't oh, throw no. them yes. away. I got it. All we need is a zest. All right. We yeah, all, we need is, all we need is zest and juice. Okay. <laughs> zest and juice. No peels. Um, there is not another picture. I can get you something here in a second to juice Yeah, in. let's wrap it up. So yeah. First of all, thank you. Thank you, Oz, for taking us in, Joe, man. Joe, I'd like to thank thing. you, too. We appreciate you having right. us, hosting us. Thanks know. for picking us to do this. Yes. Uh, picking you. Tell, tell <laughs> Drew we really appreciate everything. He, he hooked us up at lunch, and we, we really appreciate it. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, 
I was going to say something else, but I don't want to get in trouble for that. Don't, yeah. Okay. No, no, I had to think about that right now. I'll yeah. listen to this later. <laughs> All right. Okay. Well, Oz, thank you, man. Thanks for having us out, letting us letting us enjoy your beers on draft while we brew beer with you. So, Crafty, yes. thanks you. Average Joe's Above Average Beer Podcast, thanks you. Thanks for coming out again. Yep. Josh, thank, thank you for thanks, just being thanks, you. Thanks when you're home to my customers. I'll say it anyways. It. Happy so. birthday, Drew. Happy birthday, yeah. Drew. <laughs> yeah. Happy birthday, Drew. November 4th, 2019. Drew Fox, happy birthday. All right, we'll see you guys. Cheers. Cheers.